Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by The King Shop. We strive to provide quality merchandise at affordable prices. Our products are very fine quality and we stand behind them with a full replacement guarantee if they cannot be repaired. The King Shop features impact implements for lifestylers by lifestylers. Find out more at thekinkshop.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. This morning on the podcast, we are going to be talking about rough body play. Ooh. I, I still don't know what that is, but... You still don't know what that is? Well, I do now. Well, look. Wait, I have proof you do know what that is. Well, you're sporting quite the bruise on your breast this <laughs> Who put that there? I am. You did, sir. That Look is a good-looking bruise, if you like that kind of thing, yes. which we do. Uh, that happened at the Twisted Tryst. It did. As did our interview with Vesper, who knows a lot about body play or rough body play. Mm-hmm. And we'll, be at, we'll have that coming up shortly. Uh, and contrary to our concerns, the uh, Twisted Tryst was quite relaxing. Oh, and we were quite comfortable doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think we did nothing until the last night when we looked at each other and went, oh, we've done nothing. Maybe we should go play. <laughs> well, we did play. We did play. And we also uh, could not help ourselves but plan for the next big event. We did. We did. Uh, and we had to figure out the dates for next year's PXS. Mm-hmm. And we, so we, I, we worked a little bit, but it didn't feel, it didn't have that we're presenting three classes sort of vibe to it right right so a very different energy where we could we didn't have to uh, wear our watches or anything like that exactly. so we knew we were somewhere we could just go where we wanted but you know i didn't well we also brought the puppy so that kind of kept us around <laughs> the campfire as well but uh yeah it, and for people that are listening that's not because we do puppy or own no, pet play this no. is our actual Little. nine-week-old porgy <laughs> that porgy. Uh, we just got. And this particular camp is pretty friendly towards having bringing your pets. Mm-hmm. So we brought our, our porgy with us. Yep, yep. Though not too many people bring them, but she was she was cute. And there's nothing cuter than watching an abduction team walking across your campsite. <laughs> oh, puppy! <laughs> they just kind of melted. So that that was cute to watch. But yeah, so we didn't. We did a lot of sitting around. We did a lot of uh, just chilling with the AIS staff that came along as well, mm-hmm. and you know, got to meet people and someone's husband that we hadn't met before. And... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was actually pretty nice. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to spend some time with him, and I don't have permission to post people's names, so I right. won't do it. But uh, it was neat to spend some time with some of the AIS crew. Uh, that would be the Adventures and Sexuality people that put together some of the events here in Columbus mm-hmm. uh, that we didn't know that well. Yeah. And sit around the fire. And uh, and I, as my nature, I went from the banal joking to the in-depth 
psychological conversations back and forth. And it, got, it was pretty neat to, to learn about people and learn about why people mm-hmm. do things. Oh, absolutely. So, and I got to sit during some of the, um, you'll find at like camping events that um, some more intense scenes tend to happen. And I think it's because we're outside and there's so much space. And, you know, instead of in a hotel where you, I mean, things can be heavy there, but they still seem to be a little lower key than at a camp event. It's it's hard to say to me. I, I feel like, I agree. I feel mm-hmm. like the scenes at Twisted Trist, for example, and we haven't been to, well, let's just use Twisted Trist, okay. right? Are, it felt like those scenes are more intense than mm-hmm. scenes that we see in a hotel. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's because in a hotel you've got music blaring, uh, obviously the hotel ballroom where they put a dungeon up. Right. And you've got 200 other people crowded into the same space versus in Twisted Twist when you hear somebody scream, it's, you hear it throughout the camp. Right. 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 Interesting. And Dark Odyssey was the same way. That was another camp event that we've done with some intense scenes Mm -hmm. going on. I can remember the abduction scenes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you're right. It is louder. It echoes. You know, you don't have other people in music drowning it out. So, but and it's weird because you're in your space of sitting around your fire, mm-hmm. you know, chatting and scratching the dog's head and <laughs> thinking about schmores, and then you hear this scream of anguish uh-huh. reverberating across. Uh, so interesting, great time at Twisted Trist, by the way. Oh, absolutely! They do a fantastic job out there. Had a wonderful. Uh, oh, and you don't even know this. Had a wonderful. Uh-uh. At one point, I decided they have these golf carts that run around the uh-huh. campsite as taxis. Right. Yeah, you disappeared at one point, and I just saw you riding around as a passenger on a, on a golf cart. <laughs> well, one of the people that I rode around with for a while uh-huh. ends up being somebody that I knew from the old Live Journal days. Oh. And I will tell you their, their name when we're, we're done recording, and okay. you'll say, hey, I remember that name. So that was okay. really, really interesting uh, to run into somebody from the days when Live Journal was a thing. Oh, I kind of miss Live Journal. Maybe it's still a thing. I don't know. Tweet and just quick, doesn't do it for me anymore. The one person I do have permission to uh, do a shout out to is Pandora. You didn't get a chance to meet, meet Pandora, but it, it was Pandora is one of the podcast listeners. And I was sitting up at the uh, pavilion area at, uh, or no, no, I'm sorry. I was walking, I have two different stories now. I was walking <laughs> around somewhere and uh, she said, hey, I think I, I know who you are. Are you Dan from the Rodic Awakening podcast? Uh-huh. So hi to Pandora. Nice. The uh, other... A uh, similar shout-out would be I met the crew from a new podcast called Sex Hacking Etc., mm-hmm. which I don't have, I can't find a link to their show yet, but we'll put okay. that out there once, once well, I can find new. that. Well, they're brand new. I think they've only got a couple shows under their belt at this point. But they, uh, I was sitting at the pavilion talking to them. Right. And uh, the one of the people who was involved in the podcast finally spoke up and says, Oh, hey, I know who you are. You're uh, from that Erotic Awakening podcast. You're Dan and... Uh, and they looked at Karen and I think they didn't... They knew. Right. Or they didn't think that was a dawn. Right. But they didn't want to say anything. Right. And so I saved them and I said, Hey, this is Karen who <laughs> we talk about on the podcast on occasion. Nice, nice. I showed up soon after that. So, but, but you know what? Um, I want to mention, uh, I think I can say her name because it is not her real name, but uh, Ruby. So we came across oh, Ruby. Right, right. And the reason I want to mention her is because another thing that Tris does that's really, really neat is the wishing tree. Mm-hmm. And with the wishing tree, it's part of a ritual, and um, you can write on slips of paper, you can write on all kinds of stuff, and tie it to this 
quote, tree, which is really deadfall, that they're going to burn. So they've set it up like a tree, and um, Ruby was handing out old tarot deck cards. Oh, right, right, right. Right. So it was an old tarot deck she didn't use anymore, so um, she gave people the opportunity. She would shuffle, and you'd pick a card, and she'd read it for you. And then if it was something that you wanted to put on the wishing tree... You could put it on the wishing tree. Uh-huh. So I talked to someone last night at a monkey puzzle club that kept theirs. Oh, neat. <laughs> I put mine on the wishing tree because the one that I drew was um, the hermit. And the hermit says, you know, to go introspective and kind of like figure out what your next step is. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of where I'm at anyway, kind of. So, um, you know, I wrote a little message on the card and put it on the tree. And then Saturday night, they have a two-hour ritual. It's all drumming and screaming and dancing and lighting the tree on fire. And everybody puts energy into it and for the wishes to come true. Right. So now you and I participated in that last year. This year, we kind of played while <laughs> everybody else was drumming. But that was awesome, too. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and actually, I've gotten a, a little bit of feedback about our scene that you're not aware of as oh, well. Oh, really? Uh-oh. Yes. Uh, one person wrote Did me and said, people? I don't want to... Well, that's <laughs> the word they, they said. I don't want to use the word afraid. Right. But uh, it was intense. And it's not because we're the most violent people uh-uh. out there. We just... We go for... The way we play is a little... It's just simply different from yeah. how many people play, I think. Well, we teach sacred touch. We teach all this mindfulness. We teach sacred you know, sexuality, sacred sexuality, being connected. So, uh, and we have our moments with sacred touch scenes, and we put that into our scenes as well. But a lot of times when we play, it's very primal and very beasty, and touches in on that fear. And yeah, to stuff. each their own, I suppose. And I has bruises on my butt. <laughs> you may have. You do. <laughs> <laughs> from the cane, from the horse's cock, from the... <laughs> you may have bruises on your butt, but Bet has cheese on her boobs. Does she? Or at least from the picture that I got regarding our, our food on boobs section. Uh, oh. Bet for... I'm, I'm, now I can't remember the, the reasoning around why she took two slices of cheese and put them on her breast and sent me a picture. But who needs a reason? Could be because you complained last week there was no boob, food on boobs picks. That could be it. And then uh, that cheese would have come in handy for Sham Wow, who her and Mr. T had a nice outdoor barbecue. And then she had barbecued, uh, or not barbecued, uh, grilled burgers on her boobs. And sent You know that what over. they should do? They're, they don't live that far from us. It's driving distance. They should invite us over for dinner and then put the food on boobs. And we'll take the pictures. I, I was going to say you could eat the food off the boobs, but I don't know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wait, are you telling me that's not sanitary or something? No, I'm telling you I don't know what their limits oh. are with that. I know what our limits are. You need it up. <laughs> I, I think what we should do is have a... Um, uh, let's, so write this down. I want to do this. We're going to have a yes, cheesecake sir. contest. Ooh. And I will be blindfolded, and I will eat the cheesecake off a variety of boobies, and I will judge the best cheesecake. Yay. <laughs> Can I play? <laughs> no, you'll be busy uh, blindfolding Judging or blindfolding you. <laughs> uh, boy, I tell you, you, you just you talk about a self-serving contest there. <laughs> Oh, I need to think of one for me now. Hmm, you get you've got, you've got your get. tentacle links. <laughs> Boy George, as a matter of fact, sent you a new tentacle link. Link, I oh, see. It was, it was so cute. It's a um, it's actually a little toy, and it's a um, purple octopus, 
and in the tentacles, there's a little sex toy in each tentacle that the octopus is holding. And I was just thinking, it's so tiny that um, if I was still in corporate America, I would actually have a thought about bringing it in and putting it on my computer. <laughs> Except it's got all naughty toys, so I probably yeah, couldn't. So, I know you've been out of corporate America for a while, but they really don't, uh, don't think that worked don't out really so well. go for that, huh? People that could remind you of what a bad idea that is would include the new subscribers to the Erotic Awakening newsletter, where we Ooh. will soon be announcing the next big thing as well yep. as the Power Exchange Summit dates, which we have locked down as well for next we year. Do. All the contracts have been signed. so um, And that, that's it. I've been holding off on that uh, newsletter so until we get... We have one more. We have a planning mission tomorrow, and yes. then we'll be ready to announce uh, the new thing. The new thing. Isn't it funny? And yes, I know we have to. Re- that was a segue to the subscribers. But uh, isn't it funny that some of these new projects? You know, I've been putting hints out on FET and Twitter that we've got a new project coming up. And like last night at a Monkey Puzzle Club, they're like, "Oh, so is this something you guys have been working on for a while?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, this is something that just kind of." Up to the top it comes, and right. here we go. We've got other projects to do as well that are still on the list. Uh, you know, I've, this is one, and I'm, I'm going to get my rants on about it now before we announce it so that when we announce it, it's not attached to my rants. <laughs> and it's going to be a weird rant because I'm not going to tell you what it is. But it's something I've been thinking about for a while, and it's been annoying me for a while that it's not available. So I, oh, yeah. I wanted to make it available. And then I see yeah. where how it is available as a commercial entity you know what? that rather disgusts me. Yeah, that's the whole reason we created Path of the Kadishti, too. Right. Because what was exactly. available out there was not available to everybody that wanted and, it. And, and we have a lot of friends that are Tantra practitioners and Tantra teachers, and it's not to mean that all Tantra practitioners and teachers are dicks, but if you do a Google for Tantra teaching... You'll see $2,000 for a one-hour yoni massage or some bullshit like that. Right. Sacred sexuality is a wonderful opportunity to heal people. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the balance between being a teacher and being paid as a teacher and doing it for a living. But... The, and that squeaking in the background is not a microphone problem. That is the new (laughs) dog. That's the new puppy. I'm recording over here. Here. That's so cute. He just threw a blanket over her head. <laughs> well, that kind of killed the rant. <laughs> good. Good good dog. Let's move on. All right, then. So new subscribers to the Erotic Awakening newsletter include Nikki from Portland. Beth from Ohio. Tina from Alberta. Master Hot Lips from New York. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> when I hear Hot Lips, I think Hot Lips Hooligan because I'm old and I remember the show Mash. Mash. So, Master Hot Lips. I, I, we have to bring a picture of Master Hot Lips so I can wrap my head around that. Steve from Mo. What's Mo? Missouri. Oh, right. <laughs> Steve Mo, from Mo. Mo. Miss Prisha from California. And Angela from Las Vegas have all joined the Erotic Waking newsletter. Oh, all North America this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, Tina. Oh, North America. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Tina in Alberta, you'll have the opportunity to see Don and I in um, July. And we are heading up to Tees uh, shortly, somewhere yeah. north of Detroit. My, my Canada geography is not doing well I know, this it's morning. it's kind of weird, but yeah, we'll go up through Detroit and through that bridge somewhere into Canada. <laughs> I just have to remember to bring the passport. Hopefully we'll but, bring Google Maps because this is not quite a But what's funny is I'm still looking to the left and I've got most of the Tees stuff unpacked. Just trist. Not the, the, most trist. of the Trist stuff unpacked. I'm getting them mixed up because they're both camping events, but two very different events. But 
Yes, Tease is... So, yes, you have to get all that stuff packed. And <laughs> repacked. So, Tease is going to be a really big deal. We'll talk about that shortly. We will, because um, it will be a, ver- a very big deal. You and I will be... The headliners for that event will be presenting on Wednesday a pre-Tease um, event where right. it's just you and I talking people through a, a day-long power exchange intensive. Right, right. I think he's calling it the Dom Sub Retreat. Mm-hmm. So, that's going to be really interesting and... uh Good stuff. And Good then Friday stuff. and Saturday and Sunday, we're teaching like 100 classes and something. something leading like round tables. Oh, and we've already got a scene pre built for that. Did you know that? I think I did. You did? Is it um, female? It is female. And she was asking for something specific. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, while we are doing that uh, as well, we will also be uh, hooking up with the. Uh, dark, uh, dark, uh, dark Angel and Not Nice from the um, uh, 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 Dark Dark Side. Thank you. <laughs> uh, dark Odyssey, Dark Side, Dark Angel from the Dark Side <laughs> podcast, as well as Crazy Heart from the People of Kink podcast. Oh, nice. And we will have some kind of a cooperative podcasting thing. We get to meet Crazy Heart. Thing. Yeah, we talked to him for quite a while. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Back on episode four, five, six of his show, I right, think it was. Right, right. So, so that's what's going on there. Let's get into the... Um... I've got some more interviews lined up. Oh, good. Yay. I'm not going to say who yet. That one's going to be really interesting because it's about a scene that happened at Trist. So... Oh, I, I tell you, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut about that until we get yeah. it lined up. But, but uh, yeah. uh, talk about... A, I'm just going to leave that yeah, alone. Yeah, we're just going to leave that it. alone until... <laughs> so, I do want to uh, reach down and touch myself in my privates while I say... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. From... Crops to... Butt plugs. That doesn't start with C. It all starts with the same letter. Crops to condoms. You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com. Again, if you're looking for a online retailer that actually is invested in the community, head on over to Smitten Kitten Online. I'm sorry, I got excited about something I was interested in. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to jump in. You head on over there and get yourself some butt plugs. (laughs) And Erotic Awakening is also sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Now, it's, it's kind of funny because their next event is the AIS Rough Body Play Intensive, Saturday, July 20th. The intensive is $30. The party is $20, both for $45. So uh, head over to, for more information, adventuresinsexuality.org. I, was, I, I actually took a class recently on speaking and how to speak in front of a group. And, yes. And I always learn things. And the, it's humorous because I've done that about a thousand times now, mm-hmm. did it speaking in front of a large group. Oh, yeah. But they continue, you know, I continue to learn from these things. And one of the things that we talked about is the uh, you know, how often I say uh and uh. And on one hand, the, reason, the way to get away from saying uh is to pause confidently. Right. But somebody else shared, well, my father's a radio disc jockey. Mm-hmm. So there's never dead space. Never have dead space. Right. Talk, 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 talk. So are you going to uh on the podcast or are you going to uh, have confident dead space but not – but confident dead space? Confident dead space? I don't think I do either. I say you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, you know what? That's what you, just you know what? <laughs> I know. I do it all the time. So, and I try not to. It reminds me of back home. That's how you fill dead space. Yeah, no, you know. But um, I think that's why we used to say indeed. And some of those other little catchphrases that we used to do. I don't know what happened to them. What happened to the catchphrases? Indeed, awesome yeah. was another one for a while. Um, and now that we don't do an end spot like we used to, there's no more. That's what a bargain. What a bargain. Yeah, I was going to say, that's amazing. But that's a totally different show altogether. That sham wow. Yeah. <laughs> that sham wow. <laughs> uh, yes. Now, I was thinking actually, of the te- do you remember the television show with John Davidson called That's Amazing? Uh, barely. Old podcast listeners, write in and remind <laughs> us. You can uh, get a hold of us in a variety of ways. The Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com is our email address. Or you can do the got comment form on the webpage. Use which, our... Go sorry. Go, feel free. Go ahead. I was going to say, which is www.eroticawakening.com. Or you can find us on The Fet Life. Our group there is called Erotic Awakening. Yay. I've actually been posting on Twitter, too. So that's under Dan and Dawn, all one word. And we do ask that you rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, lick us on Facebook, or and and tell your friends. Tell your friends, yes. Onward ho. So um, it's really hard to interview people at Twisted Trist. Yes. Because I would see people like uh, Phantom. Mm-hmm. And I said, Phantom's an interesting dude. I'd love to grab him. Or Sarah Sloan. Mm-hmm. But they're like running around busy doing things all the time. But we uh, found Vesper standing still for a minute. And we made him sit down. And it's really interesting. As we're having this conversation, things in the camp are still going on around us. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's, it was really... So whether you hear a walkie-talkie go off, so you need a taxi at Sector 2, or you hear somebody <laughs> screaming in agony, because we had the, the most neat uh, flesh hook suspension scene outside. We had to walk past the flesh hook outside, suspension. And yes, I could see it from where I was sitting, indoors. and I was being perfectly... Professional. I, not... I kept seeing you look over my shoulder, so I kept trying to block you. Because <laughs> that was an intense scene. That yeah, was intense was. to see out the window of the of the lodge where we did the recording at. So, but um, but we had our own, like like we mentioned before, we do our own rough body play. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's pretty much what we kind of do for the most part now. I guess I'm trying to think of our scenes. Maybe the last couple scenes have been pretty rough. Uh, well, uh, the last scene was, although an intense scene, it was a toy-driven scene. Mm-hmm. True. There was some punching involved, though. There was some punching involved, but it was and mainly toy And knee-kicking. And knee-kicking. Oh, uh, my you God, like the knee yes. <laughs> I do. All right, let's see what uh, Vesper thinks about knee-kicking and all that stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, Don, earlier... In a recent podcast, we talked about the AIS Rough Body event coming up. Oh, that's very true. And you said, what the hell is that? And I said, well, let me tell you. And you'll remember, I stopped talking at that point. And here it is a few weeks later, and here we are at Twisted Trist. And I found an expert. Vesper, thank you for being on the podcast. My pleasure. (laughs) So earlier today, I was in your Rough Body Play uh, class, and I hope you didn't notice me leave. But my thought was, why listen to it now when I can get you on the podcast to talk about it now? (laughs) <laughs> because the class is hilarious. Oh, there you go. So, um, start off, tell me what rough body play is. Rough body play, I define as using any part of your body directly against your bottom. So, fists, knees, feet, elbows. Not generally using any sort of implement, except maybe people do 
sap gloves, which are weighted gloves, mm -hmm. or boxing gloves, which are you know padded, or the practice gloves, which are also a little padded. Um, but for the most part, basically just your body on their body. So, so you very roughly. Not very roughly, yes. yes. <laughs> so you don't need a toy bag for the most part. It's like anytime, anywhere. Exactly. That's that's one of the great benefits of it. It's a great mm -hmm. thing to be able to start with for people when mm -hmm. you don't have ten years under your belt to have made a toy collection. You can still start with this, or mm -hmm. if you're traveling somewhere, it right. works out really well. Or the the other big benefit that I find is being able to connect between the top and the bottom. It's a very mm -hmm. visceral, feral sort of thing where you get to touch them directly, and that can be very much more personal than three feet away on the end of a flogger. Mm -hmm. Now you said, and if I heard you correctly, that you feel it's easier than, say, for example, flogging someone, or or. It's different, mm -hmm. um, different set of skills. For the most part, people are more used to using their own body mm -hmm. than they are using a flogger. The flogger is not a daily implement that we have for right. most people. I mean, we're not pirates. So, <laughs> Though uh, some would like to be. Some, and, and in fact, there is pirate play that I do enjoy doing as well. Oh, nice. Um, but for the most part, we're normally more in tune with our bodies, and there's more skills that do translate over. A lot of my skills come from either uh, martial arts training or also theater. Mm. Nice. So in knowing how to break down those particular parts. Of when, when you say theater, what aspect of theater? Mostly stage combat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's where, you know, the art of making it look good without actually hurting the other actor because they're usually not masochists. And if they are, that's not usually something the director knows. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, but it helps with stage combat. You break down all the elements of a hit, of a punch, of a kick into what hurts and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that's great information to have when you're wanting to hurt your bottom a little bit or a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So you use both parts of the information, the part that doesn't <laughs> hurt for the stage, and then when you learn yes. what does hurt, you bring that into the scene. Exactly, nice. yes. <laughs> do, you, do you see rough body play as being more, and I, and I hate the word, you use the word dangerous, but more likely to have, to not turn out well versus, say, let's just say for a flogger. Right. With flogging, you have things like wrap around. You have things like that that you have to be aware of, right? Yeah. So, for the most part, with flogging, it's going to be a sting, not you know grave bodily harm. Right. Um, there are other risks you have to take into account with rough body play. I mean, we've been beating each other senseless throughout the course <laughs> of human history, mm -hmm. and you do it wrong, you do it too hard. You, it's, Kind of like you're beating someone up. Yeah. Kind of like you're leaving them bloody curb stomp on the side of the road. That's not going to probably end well for them. Mm -hmm. um, you can break bones, dislocate shoulders, um, move a knee sideways instead of front and back. That's that's less good. Mm -hmm. Less good. Mm -hmm. um, and bare knuckles are hard. Bones on their body are hard. This there's There is more room for error there than there is on a flogger. But then again, if you're doing something more like single tailing, Mm -hmm. Well, you can't open up skin there. Right. It's hard to do that with rough body play. So you don't have the pathogen aspect so much. Uh, that's true. If you want to clean your toys, well, you go to the bathroom and wash your hands. <laughs> right. That, right. You know, that's not difficult. Now, would you consider rough body play edge play? For some people, I mean, again, you want to go, what definition do you have of exactly, edge play? Exactly, exactly. So, but... Um, as far as things that are triggering for people, I mean, mm. taking them to an edge mentally, physically, physically, you can take them to an edge with this because I'm mean, beating people up that can go 
really far. It can go <laughs> very lightly. So from that aspect, yes. Mentally as well, for some people, there's a lot of very visceral reactions. If someone was abused as a child or younger in their life, a lot of times it was by another person's body. Mm -hmm. So doing the exact same actions mm -hmm. can have very mentally triggering aspects to them, especially uh, slapping of the face. Yeah, mm. For some people, just threatening that, raising a hand flat up to their face, they'd much rather have you raise a fist to their face right? and probably not actually hit them. Um, but raising a flat palm to go for the face can just leave people in tears sobbing on the ground without a single strike. Mm -hmm. right. So in that aspect, yeah. So when you when you negotiate scenes like this, knowing that there's more of a psychological aspect to it, and more uh, there can be mm -hmm. emotional and um, mental landmines, yeah. do you handle your negotiation differently? For some things, mm -hmm. um, again, if I'm going for the face, right. yes, right. If someone's being abused, as you know, family history sort of thing, usually you're not dealing with someone punching their back. Right. Mm -hmm. Somebody kneeing them in the butt. I mean, obviously it could happen, but in the grand scheme of things, that's far less likely. I mean, grabbing a belt, grabbing a wooden spoon, slapping them across the face. Mm -hmm. You know, those are more likely aspects there. So if I'm going for, as I said, slapping the face, yes. Mm -hmm. Kneeing them in the butt, no. Not so much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, that makes sense. I like that. Uh, we, and as we're talking about possible negative reactions, mm -hmm. I, I've certainly had it happen when I've done that style of play with Dawn, to have people come up to me and say, afterwards and say, and talk and ask me about that style of play. I've actually had, I have a, somebody who's in my collar now who mm -hmm. avoids us like the plague when we play like that. And a previous one that was in your collar that would leave, leave the dungeon. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Do, do you find people have negative reactions to that as a style of play? Do people ever come up to you and say, dude, that's not, that's not real. That's not pure BDSM. That's some kind of weird shit. I've been lucky enough not to have that terribly often. Most of the times the reaction has been, wait, you can do that? <laughs> like, right. you, just, you, just, you just use your hands and beat them? Like, that's mm -hmm. You don't even need crazy. a toy. You don't need a yeah. piece of furniture. You don't need a... Yeah. You can just do it out in the middle of the floor. And, and some people have been like, well, I thought... You know, because people want to do things on their own, and they think, well, but take that to a dungeon, I don't look all domly dom if I mm. don't have the big toys and all right. the leather and all that sort of stuff, and I'm just, you know, poor college kid, and I got my fists, and this is what's hot to me. Mm -hmm. This is what gets me off. I'm like, no, yeah. that's that's still good. Yes. That's still good. Yes. And luckily, I've not run into too many naysayers of... This isn't a real BDSM, real kink. Most of those people are vendors, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I've had to answer those questions too when people ask yeah. me what I, you know, what I get out of it, and it's it's very primal. It's very energetic. It's a flogging you can do without the energetic connection because mm -hmm. it's the toy. I don't know that you can do that with rough body play. I'd be curious to find someone that could. Well, I'm sure you could. It just probably wouldn't be a great scene. Right. Yeah. Right. And it does it does get in easily too. Some of those more intense things. I mean, we're not on breath play, but some people do group that in. Right. Going that direction. I mean, won't go too deeply into that because it's not yeah, yeah. strictly. <laughs> but I mean, even just hands on the throat. Your hands are already mm -hmm. on their body. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a solid area that I mean reinforces strong DS reactions in people. Oh, yes. Like this is a very like no, that's DS B D S M. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's good stuff. How did you get? I mean, this is, it's not uncommon, but it's not the most common style of play. No, no. How did you get started that this is something that you, that you were drawn to? One of my friends back in college wanted me to spank her. 
And mm-hmm. I said, okay, that sure, let's try that. <laughs> Another girlfriend later on wanted the same thing. I'm like, sure. And that was okay for me, but not the end-all be-all. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw someone else doing it somewhere and said, hey, that looks that looks more fun. Okay. Let, let's try and break this up a little bit, because some people spanking is exactly what gets them, and other people want a little more variety. And with mm-hmm. rough body play, you get a lot more variety. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you think that, and, and we'll just, I, these are going to be generals, so if we say, for example, before you start flogging someone, you should take an hour-long class. Mm-hmm. And before you start using a bullwhip on someone, you should probably take a four-hour intensive class and practice for a year on a chicken, <laughs> on a chicken for a year. Poor chicken. Poor chicken. <laughs> Where would you say that before if the rough body play lies in there? Oh, and I know this I mean, is a re- yeah. regurgitating the earlier question, but yeah. as people are listening to this, I don't want them to say, "Oh, well, I can just start punching my wife in the face." Yeah, yeah. I think it would be good to have at least one beginner's class on there. Mm. I mean, that's you can get a lot of information out of there. And part of the reason why I'm putting it more at a base minimum there is also because other people might have more life experience that will translate. Like I was saying, even the theater life did. Any sort of martial art. Mm -hmm. Dance lessons give you a body sense. How to interact with a partner, dealing with distances. A lot of these things between flogging will you know still apply warm up where to hit where not to hit where some of those okay if you haven't done directly a rough body play class would still apply between the two aspects and frankly you can get a lot of it out there and just starting slow it's much easier to have control over your own hands and feet mm-hmm. for the most part than it is a swinging tail that's four feet long that you've never touched before in your life right that yeah. makes sense yeah so I like that I just like the whole visceral aspect of it and like I said it's right now it's one of my favorite styles of play Mm -hmm. you know it just really is we can we don't have to pack a toy bag if we go across the the almost said the county line (laughs) go up into Canada or something we don't have to take a bag of toys when we fly when you know whatever and like I said it's it's, it just seems to be very primal I, I actually find myself growling at him Especially if he oh, growls yeah. at me first. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's just. And doing floggers with your back to the person is yeah. much different than having, you know, your face straight up in there oh, six yeah. inches away that right. you can't really get with many toys. Right. Yeah. Very true. So I've decided I want to get involved in this rough body play thing. And I'm going to go buy a pair of sap gloves. Okay. What other resources are there that I can check out other than. Or what are, are there any resources I can go check out? What, how, how do I get started? <laughs> <laughs> um, for things like sap gloves, or like I mentioned before, the MMA, like practice fighting gloves, uh-huh. a lot of those you can get at regular stores, thankfully. You don't have the kink markup at events where you need to <laughs> need to get the specialty things. This is like things people buy in real life, um, not just at random events. What about so, information-wise? Information-wise on that? Again, I'm going to cop out here and point people to FetLife a little bit. Um, there's a lot of rough body play groups on there. People have found different experiences with... Sap gloves. I mean, professionals use them on a regular basis. I found good uh, people at IML as well, International Mr. Leather, Mm -hmm. which just passed us Memorial Day weekend in Chicago. Oh, yes. They have some great equipment that, I mean, just, you got sap gloves, uh, but there's a lot of people there who are also into sporty things, Mm -hmm. so they do have more padding, some more practice, fighting stuff, equipment, and even just thin leather gloves. They're inspector's gloves, I think is what they're called sometimes. It's very thin. There's no liner on the inside, and it can provide a much 
if you are adding a toy now to this. Right. Right. It's a pair of gloves that just has an extra leather smell, a different little look, um, slightly different smack to it when you're punching them with it or slapping them with it. And that, again, okay. would be like a leather sort of convention, like IML. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the question that I have, and I was thinking about earlier when I saw the description of your class, was um, how would people, and I'm probably going to answer my own question here, but like I'm a larger girl. Dan's not so large. Mm -hmm. When it comes to rough body play, I mean, how do you do that combination? I mean, how could he, uh, I'm trying to think, how could you learn more on how to take me down? So you should have gone regardless of I know, regardless of the fact that you figured out how to take me down. Yes. How could but someone else figure out how to do Your class that is actually an answer to that. Yeah, I... I or what I'm, you taught today, at least. Yes, I'm a switch. So I top and bottom for rough body play. Mm -hmm. And I am about 220, 5'10", full of muscles, and a lot of tops have found it very difficult to mm -hmm. do much damage to me. I've wound up with tops with very bruised, bruised hands afterwards, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess we're done. <laughs> like, damn it! So, well, I'm afraid that yeah. if I do rough body play with someone, because I was going to look for a top at one point mm -hmm. as well, a couple of years back, and um, she happened to take me down during a witch hunt scene. And I was like, damn, you had no fear with that. Here I am, this large girl running through the dungeon, and you pick my ass up and throw me down. And she just knew how to do it without breaking my hand, breaking my fingers, breaking whatever. And yeah. Dan, Dan, we have a trust. I have a trust with Dan to where if he grabs me, I kind of go limp anyway. I don't fight him. Mm -hmm. And he can take me down yeah. and not hurt me. But uh, there's that, there's got to be a skill behind there that. There is. Some of that is knowing your risks mm -hmm. uh, with takedowns like that. Um, if any sort of wrestling, not just rough body play, but wrestling specifically, 90% of the injuries happen from standing to the ground. <laughs> standing mm. to the ground. So taking mm -hmm. people down. So uh -huh. if you're running away, that's going right. to increase the risk even more. Right. So it's mostly getting from there to the ground, which helps a lot if you are strong enough and able enough to pick the person up and, you know, just right. easily and set them down to the ground. So... That's great for when it, the body types are that time. Large top, small bottom. Great. When it's not, sometimes the bottom has to know there's going to be some things you just pull. Like, mm -hmm. okay, they, they kind of like flag football. Yeah. Okay, they have their arms wrapped around me. Let's get to the ground safely so we can continue the scene. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, okay, if they don't have time to designate to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes every week. <laughs> okay, th this, you know, might take a lot of skills for that because people are good at defending themselves and yes. there's some very squirrely people who are half my size that I have difficulty taking down. Uh -huh. They're just very squirrely. It's what happens. Uh, so sometimes it's educating the bottom as well as far as, okay, this is a dangerous part. Let's get to the ground so I can continue beating you. <laughs> nice. Without killing oh, yourself. I kind of like that phrase. <laughs> like, <laughs> the ground so I can continue beating you. And, <laughs> Sometimes just there's pain compliance mm -hmm. as well. We're like, no, I'm not physically taking you down, oh. but I'm going to do a joint lock on you that you know is painful. There's wrist locks, right. you know, grabbing somebody by the ear mm -hmm. and just twisting. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you're not taking him down, but yes, this is going to keep going <laughs> until you hit the ground. I consider that rough body play more yeah. than the punching, yeah. <laughs> twisting my ear. <laughs> so pain compliance is one way that people get around that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a good idea too. So, yay. So what else, are we, what else are you teaching at uh, Twisted Twist 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 this weekend? Twisted Twist this weekend, I am also teaching my class. 
Um, <laughs> You're a professional presenter, too. Oh, yes. Yes. You've lost the words. I've got that class somewhere. Oh. This weekend at Twisted Twist, I'm teaching service with a mile, which is not a typo. It's not service with a smile. Uh-huh. It is service with a mile, as in long distance DS. Oh, the, okay. The, I, I enjoy puns. If you do not enjoy puns, don't come to my classes. <laughs> or if you do, feel free to punch me afterwards. Because <laughs> uh, you are a switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that does help. Um, but it is, you know, focusing on the troubles and tri- tribulations and ways you can make distance work for you in DS and. You know, some of the things you'll have to look out for, ways I've found to get around them, ways other people have found to get around them. So, hoping to help out that, and with people coming to a convention like this, where we're all meeting from different parts of the country, coming in one central location, I've already had a couple people come up to me and say, yeah, I met someone Hmm. this weekend. They live in a different state. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm coming right. to your class. Yeah. So right. that makes sense. Right. So one last question for you, if you don't mind, then. Mm-hmm. Where can I get more information about Vesper and having you come out to present for my events or something like that? Vesper, again, is on FetLife at Vesper. V-E-S-P-E-R. If you do FetLife.com slash Vesper. Easy nice. enough. Yeah. Easy enough. You got my class list up online and... Do other classes if you think I'd be good at it. I can probably throw something together. Fantastic! Hi, right, Vesper. Thank you very much. Going for tonight. Can we do some punching? <laughs> I'm actually going to do a uh, takedown scene with you, but I'm going to be very careful because I need someone to make my coffee tomorrow. Ooh. <laughs> Dawn, I noticed our book Living MS is out there on Amazon. The Kindle version right now is only $12.95. Holy cow. What a bargain. See how I led that in there? Oh, I like that. I like that. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>